All right, we are back with our much-anticipated NFL Draft 2021, a full first-round mock. Jeff here. Brad, how are you, man? I am so good. Obviously, I'm a huge geek for the draft. Um, And those of you who may have watched our NBA episode when Jeff and I went back and forth doing our player power rankings preseason that's kind of how this draft is. You know, we don't know each other's picks. We don't know what our plan is. So this could turn into a little bit of a lengthy episode because not only do we each have our assumption on what players go where, we're not trying to predict trades. And I mean, who knows what the other guy's thinking for any given team. So it's it's very exciting. But gosh, drafts a week out. How exciting is that? Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm pumped, but uh, I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? I am ready to go. You're on the clock. All right. On the clock, first pick of the draft. It belongs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's no surprise here. This is dead set. Any mock you look at, any person that's talking about, it is Trevor Lawrence. It's been Trevor Lawrence for about two years. We just didn't know which team. So Trevor Lawrence off off the board. All right. I don't think anybody's shocked there. And uh, no matter what your assumption is on who's a better quarterback, who's not out of the four or 50 remaining, um, all signs point to Zach Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU going to the New York Jets at two. And I'm not going to stray from that. I think it's a quarterback and I think they want Zach. So he's a jet. Yeah. So the next one's interesting. So the 49ers trade, um, with, I believe the dolphins after trading with mm-hmm. Houston, this, this pick has belonged to a several different people, but it belongs to the Niners now. And they make their, their trade a few weeks back and, all signs and rumors and everything seems to be Mac Jones. And I don't want to change that just for the, uh, just to change it. Um, I don't think he's the third best quarterback in this draft. That's the, that's the hard part for me. And we had kind of joked off air, I believe uh, that what if it's just not a quarterback? What if everybody just assumes it's a quarterback? What if they're actually going after Pitts or, or chase or, Lots of different options, but for the sake of doing this draft, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is, is the third expected. pick in the draft. I can't fault you for that pick. I, You know, as you guys know, I always every year do my own individual mock draft with trades and, you know, what I think. Not saying that's above all these experts, but I don't. I can't imagine Mac Jones going number three, but that's what the rumors say. That's what the 49ers have told us. So why do we have any reason to believe? And number four. Oh, sorry. Real quick, no, you're good. Yeah. I just, I just reminded me. This would be the first time in NFL history that a quarterback goes one, two, and three. Correct. Third time. Third time. So it's it's potentially four that we're looking at would be the correct. First time. Yeah. If, if someone somebody trades were to trade up, up or to four. the Falcons decide they want a quarterback. Um, it could be four for the first time ever, but only three times have the first three picks. And like I said, I think the first time Jim McMahon was the only quarterback name I recognized, and the other yeah. one was Donovan McNabb. So those years, I don't remember the exact years, but yes, okay. twice in history, first three. Atlanta Falcons, again, we are not assuming trades. I think the team likes the quarterback for at least the next two to three years. I don't think it's a huge issue now. If they're not trading – I think the best non-quarterback comes off the board, and I think that's Kyle Pitts, another offensive weapon for the um, for the Falcons. Arthur Smith, head coach coming over from being the OC over at Tennessee Titans. 
We saw what he did with two wide receivers and a very good tight end. They already have Julio and Calvin. Kyle Pitts kind of puts that offense over the top, and they lost an element to their offense when Austin Hooper left. This next one's fun. It's uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's fun because you and I have disagreed. I think you know who I'm taking here, and I know who you would have taken here. And um, just for the listeners, I'm going to defend myself here. So there are two, four, six, eight, nine different offensive tackles that are listed on most people's top 45 big board. Okay, nine. There are opportunities, especially early in the second round, to go out and get another tackle. Because of that, the Bengals are drafting Joe Burrow's very good friend and the top wide receiver in this class. And the top wide receiver we've probably seen in a while in last year's class was good. It's Jamar Chase. He's too good to let him go. I don't think Panay Sewell is as good over the next five linemen as Jamar Chase is over the next five wide receivers. He's the best clear-cut wide receiver in this draft, and they're taking him, and I, I'm positive of it. Yeah, um, obviously this is this has been the biggest disagreement amongst people just in general bar talk or friends on the couch because they look like the only pick after the first three that's not moving inside the top ten. You could see any of these other teams moving. It seems like the Bengals are at five between two different positions, Jamar Chase or offensive lineman. We'll see how it goes on draft day. I'll have my own opinions later, but Jamar Chase, five. So that gives me number six, which now belongs to the Dolphins, was the Eagles pick. They traded out to the Miami Dolphins. Um, Pitts and Chase are gone. Uh, this has to be the best offensive lineman available here for them. I'm going to go Panea Sewell, left tackle, goes to the Miami Dolphins. Got to, got to shore up that O-line. Yeah, you know what's crazy is there's a, there's a lot of people that don't actually even have Panay Sewell as a number one lineman anymore. It's 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 starting to That's it's starting to become more and more open to Rashawn Slater as being that t- that guy as well. He's good. All right, now on the clock is the Detroit Lions. Detroit needs a lot of a lot of help. They don't. Uh, I don't think they can make a bad pick here. Uh, I do like that they're going to have the leftovers of what a lot of people are going to be selecting because I think the most fun this draft will be is picks four through seven, in my opinion. That I am extremely excited for picks four through seven. Four could be traded. The Bengals, I don't think it's as clear-cut as you think that they're just taking Panisola. I think there's a chance they take no, Chase. I think there's absolutely a chance they could take Chase. I just I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, for me, the Lions need a lot of help. But depending on who you have as the second best receiver, I don't have it being Devontae Smith, especially after his most recent weigh-in. I think a lot of people are scared about it. I'm going to go Jalen Waddle here. That's good, Lions that's select Jalen Waddle. I do want to say, though, you said that there's a lot of options. You don't think the Lions can make a bad pick here. I think every Lions fan listening would be like, oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> we'll make we could it do it number seven. <laughs> and I might not be happy with yeah. Waddle. So you can't make yeah. everybody happy. But I just, I always think that's that's fun talking about, you know, not making a bad pick because there's yeah. teams that could screw it up. Yeah. <sighs> number eight, though, Carolina Panthers. Panthers, Panthers, Panthers. I think uh, they got to protect their new quarterback. 
Um, I think they were bad in two areas last year. I think that was cornerback and offensive line. It's too early for a corner. I know it's there's no corner worth the eighth pick, in my opinion. Rashawn Slater's still on the board. They're going to sure up the offensive line with a surefire lock at a starting offensive lineman. Rashawn Slater, Northwestern. He's going to be a Panther. It's actually a really good pick. I like it. They don't need a quarterback. They actually have very good skill players. Um, I like the pick. I like the pick. Mm-hmm. It leaves Denver on the clock. There's a guy and I really like here. I'm going to see if you pick him. I'm curious. There, there's a lot of options here. But because there was, we're not predicting trades or anything like that, Denver doesn't have to trade up to get a quarterback. And with that being said, I think there's a guy that uh, used to be considered the second quarterback going to be taken in this draft, and it's going to be Justin Fields to Denver. I I like the value pick there because you know there is no trade, so Fields is still on the clock. Um, gosh, I don't I don't want to give away too much of my my mock draft, but every once in a while, they're not taking a quarterback. They like Drew Locke. Don't look uh, for Denver to take a quarterback on draft day. Uh, I like Drew Locke as well, and I think that they deserve to give him one more chance. But uh, they don't need as many things, especially offensively, as people right. may think. Yeah. So uh, if if they do take, I haven't taken fields. Give me an update on, on the picks so far. So, yep. So we're down, uh, we're down nine here. It's Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Kyle Pitts. Jamar Chase to the Bengals, Panay Sewell, Jalen Waddle to the Lions, Richard Slater to the Panthers, and now Justin Fields just recently going to Denver. And now it is the Dallas Cowboys on the clock, the first of so, three NFC East teams. I, I don't think he will be on draft day, but we're going to have the first defensive player going at number 10, and that's going to be cornerback Patrick Sertain out of Alabama. Um, that's a really dry pick. Almost every mock draft has the Cowboys taking that. But essentially, there's been a lot of flip-flopping between 2, 3, and 4 on the on the corner boards. But Patrick Sertain has held steady as the best corner coming out of the draft. Alabama has produced some very good defensive players over the year. Um, I, like, I like Patrick Sertain going to the Cowboys. They got to get a cornerback. Or defense first, definitely. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of options here. Uh, moving on to the Giants, the New York Football Giants. Um, I, they're definitely not going to take a quarterback. They're definitely not going to take a running back. But I think there's a lot of options um, offensively, whether that be another tackle, whether that be uh, another wide receiver. They definitely need some defensive help. But ultimately. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I, I think they take best player available because of the way that their coaching staff is right now and what they're looking to do long-term. I think they have a lot of really good players that are just young, and they add to it. I think they draft Micah Parsons. That's a great pick for them at number 12. Or is that 11? That's 11. No, that's bad. 11. That's 11. That's still a great pick, Micah Parsons. Back-to-back defensive players. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. Yep, traded back from number six. Uh, they got to get more weapons on the perimeter. Um, and the Heisman Trophy winner's still there. We're going to go with Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. 
another guy who who who's, can play the slot, can play outside, you know, along with Jalen Rager and Jalen Hurts, this Miles Sanders. This offense, I believe, is going to turn into a lot of east and west, a lot of quick passing, a lot of gadget plays, and he's going to help with that reverse runs. So Devontae Smith, Heisman winner, third off the board, still respectable at number 12 for a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Um his size does scare me though, being 170 pounds. That's not great. I I, I do think that now that his, his size is official, I mean I think you have him high at twelve. I think he'll fall farther than that. We'll see. I, Whoever I, is getting him is getting a great player and if he's used right. I just think team need. Um in, yeah. in my in my mock draft, I don't have him going this high. But team need, they're going to take the best wide receiver available if one of the top three are still there. That's how I look at the Eagles and one of the top three are there. So that they take them. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Chargers go, um, they, uh, you know, last year they traded, they have, I'm sorry, they obtained, they traded for Trey Turner, the Pro Bowl guard. Um, they ended up releasing him. They have some cap issues, but they still have to protect Herbert. Um, I think they go Elijah Vera Tucker. It's an overdraft, but you always see that. And I think uh, I think they take him there. And I know a lot of people don't have him going that high. I just don't understand why. In his last two seasons, he started at left guard and left tackle, and he's allowed 15 pressures in two seasons. I think those are really outstanding numbers for a versatile guy. I definitely think he's the, the top three lineman in the draft here. But I could see Elijah Vera Tucker going in single digits if offensive linemen start to fall off the board because teams panic getting fall into the pressure of those players aren't going to be there. I He's a good player. I really like Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. 14. Who we got? Minnesota? The Minnesota Vikings are on the clock. Um... They've had too much trouble not getting after quarterbacks. I think their offense will be fine. I think they take the first edge rusher. I think they take Jalen Phillips from Miami. I think they got to get, in their opinion, the best pass rusher in the draft. I personally think it's Jalen Phillips at number one. So I'm going to have them take Jalen Phillips. He's a Minnesota Viking. This is a close one because I think they could take a, a cornerback here, but edge rushers are important, and I'm surprised one fell all the way to 14. So they're gonna take yeah. them. Well, there's a there's a lot of people here at number 15, New England Patriots. By the way, on the clock, I think there's a lot of people here that expect me to take the last quarterback remaining, Trey Lance. And um, if that well, Mac Jones is still up there too, and Mac Jones is here, yeah. No, Mac Jones is gone. Where'd he go? He went, he went through to the 49ers. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. My bad. So we're, we're looking sorry. at literally just one more quarterback, and that's Trey Lance. And um, I, first off, if, if that were to happen on draft day, I'm going to be excited because of the of the potential future. But Mac Jones was drafted to the 49ers, and I don't care who's drafted there. If it's a quarterback, that means Jimmy Garoppolo will be a Patriot by 2022, and Bill Belichick's not going to waste his time drafting a rookie here. Uh, in a surprise, the Patriots draft J.C. Horn, cornerback. Gilmore and or J.C. Jackson will be gone. This is a stud, big physical corner. Gets up in the, in the wide receivers' faces. This is a great dude that's going to 
that's going to learn from two of the uh, two of the best right now, J.C. Horn to the Patriots. Yeah, and even if it's not J.C. Horn, they really have their pick of whatever corner they like out of the top remaining ones being the second corner taken. So I could see that. I think that's a good pick. Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. They're going to follow in the footsteps. They're going to go back-to-back corner. They're going to take Caleb Fairley out of Virginia Tech. Which, by the way... At I, is, I think is a extreme value pick here. I, I think that these these corners. I know you said there's a clear cut Patrick Sertain, but these next two, J.C. Horn and Caleb, are both very good, and they'll yeah. be there. Also, I mean, they lost Patrick Peterson. You got to beef up that secondary. You got to get it some help again. Isaiah Simmons coming into year two. I think he's going to be a big time breakout player this year. Yeah. Well. That leaves me with the Las Vegas Raiders on the clock at 17. Anybody. Yeah, you know, I have a hard time with this pick because, first off, if I was the Raiders, I would look for offensive tackle. But what the Raiders have typically done in the last two drafts is they've drafted a lot of Alabama and Clemson players. Um, they like, they like players that have championship pedigree and they, they bring them on their team. But I also think they know, they know what their weaknesses are and here. They're taking Christian Darison out of Virginia tech offensive line. Hmm. Yeah. They kind of blew up that offensive line. Didn't they? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, the Miami Dolphins are on the clock. I think this is interesting because if they really want to put pressure on Tua, this could be Trey Lance if he's still here since that's how we're doing this. You know, No trades. We're just picking for what they need, and Trey Lance is still here. But I think they believe in Tua, and I think they get him more weapons. I think it's Najee Harris running back Alabama. They added um, – Got an offensive lineman for protection. Now they add him another weapon. Miles Gaskins, you know, can become more of a receiving back, a gadget back. He did good, but he turned out to be a little brittle towards the end of last year. Najee Harris can come in and tote the rock, you know, every down back if if need be. So, and, uh, you know, both Alabama guys. So I like the pick here. Najee Harris got it. Got to beef up that offense. There's no need to go after defense after what they did last year. You just got to keep adding stuff on offense. Yeah. And, uh, wow. What two great, I mean, you're going to protect him and then you're going to give him a, a great running back too. Yeah. That's, that's the pressure on Tua right there. You don't need yeah. to draft a quarterback to put pressure on him. I mean, that's enough pressure right there. Exactly. I think because of the fact that we're not doing trades and the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm seriously predicting that Jimmy Grapple will be a Patriot. Uh, the Patriots actually drafting JC Horn left. Trey Lance. That is a absolute home run for this team, the Washington football <laughs> if team. If they get him at 19 on draft day, I'm not watching the draft ever again. If they, <laughs> they get Trey Lance at they're 19. Very, they're very excited <laughs> that they're drafting Trey Lance. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Chicago is funny. I w- if the Patriots draft Trey Lance, I'll be extremely excited. So Chicago at 20 thought, thought they had no chance at a QB. 
Trey Lance falls all the way to right in front of him and then gets snatched up. <laughs> Again, if if the Patriots don't draft Trey Lance, I think Arizona immediately is on the phone with Chicago or Washington in a bidding war. I, yeah. I, that becomes immediate almost. Or maybe maybe New England literally, they're like, you know what, there's one quarterback left and we don't love him. We're pretty sure Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be with us next year. They'll trade down. Who knows? But not we're not getting into trades and hypotheticals here, but... Chicago on the clock. That's you, man. Yeah, Chicago. Um, goodness. Chicago. I don't even know what to do with them. I think they need offensive line. All the quarterbacks are gone. They just lost Kyle Fuller. I'm going to go Asante Samuel Jr. corner. They get another cornerback. I like their rookie wide receiver that they got last year. I'm blanking on his name a little bit. Um, Dar- Darnell Mooney, I think is his name. Um, they still have Allen Robinson. Their tight end, Colt Clement, kind of came out last year, played really well. Tyreek Cohen comes back. If it's not offensive line, I think it's corner. I'm going to go Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah. Who should there. make some people feel really old. <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> All right. Uh, 21 is the Colts. Colts are on the clock. Uh, Colts have a really good team. They don't have a lot of holes, but they don't have a lot of pro bowlers either. They're just kind of like good. They're like a really good B team, like a B plus team. Um, but they could use a pass rusher and quitty pay is available. Quitty pay out of Michigan goes to the Indianapolis Colts. Good pick. Which really sucks because. The Titans are up, and the Titans really need a pass rusher, but Quitty Pay is now gone. Yeah, and they could go pass rusher, but they lose Corey Davis. They lose Johnny Smith. I think they're going to need to replace some of that offensive playmaking, and I think a very versatile piece for them could be Kadarius Toney out of Florida. Um, he's pretty he's pretty rock solid at the fourth-ranked spot amongst wide receivers on most people's big boards. But he can play running back. He can play wide receiver. He can play slot. I think he does a lot of dirty work over the middle for Ryan Tannehill. And also he can move into the backfield to uh, to give breaks to Derrick Henry at times. Uh, he's more of an all-purpose guy. Kind of like I think he's a little bit bigger of a Tyreek Cohen is kind of his play style. I yeah. think he would well for the Titans. And I, I think they go offense as well. Titans take Kadarius Tony, And also on draft day. He'll be a really fun highlight video for a lot of Titans fans. They'll look him up, and he's got all sorts of explosive plays. He's also yeah. good in the uh, the return game, too. On the clock at 23, it's the New York Jets. They've already drafted once today, and that was Zach Wilson. Uh, so now it is it is me picking for the Jets. I, I think that this team was able to in the 2019 draft, I'm sorry, the 2020 draft, they were able to get Mackay Becton, great left tackle. They pretty much hit a home run there. They let Sam Darnold go, and they redraft his replacement, Zach Wilson. This team signed, I believe in 2019, they signed Le'Veon Bell. That didn't work out. For me, it's go out and get yourself, and they've used Frank Gore for a couple of years. It's go out and get yourself an explosive back who can make all the cuts, can catch the ball in the backfield. Travis Etienne out of Clemson. 
the Steelers were sitting there wondering if they were going to take a running back. Now they definitely know they're not at 24. Um, also, I don't have them taking a running back either. I think this one is going to be a home run for the Steelers. I'd love to see this realistically at 24. Landon Dickerson. Landon Dickerson, center, Alabama. He is the best center, I believe, coming out of the draft. We need interior offensive linemen, and we need to replace Marquise Pouncey. 6'6", 330. Just, you know, Alabama produces a lot of in- offensive linemen in general. Yeah. Um, I think Landon Dickerson, maybe some people see it as a reach because of the player going higher than they thought. Yeah. But when it comes to positional need, the Steelers have never been afraid to take the best at that position if they seem to need it. So I think Landon Dickerson will be the draft pick at 24 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like it. Well, there's uh, there's a lot of options here. Jacksonville. Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. Um, this is the second time they're going to draft in the first round. They drafted Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think they kind of got lucky with an undrafted back last year with Robinson, and that's kind of worked out. They have some solid wide receivers. Um, there's a couple different options here. But overall, this team's secondary has always been really rough, and there's a lot of corners that have already been drafted. I think the Jags are lucky to get Greg Newsom the second out of the Big Ten. I think Urban's going to take him here. Wow. There is one guy I cannot believe we haven't called yet, and he's not going to Cleveland. Cleveland Browns are on the clock. One of the best rosters on paper in the league. Yeah. They signed Jadavion Clowney. They take Christian Barmore. Christian Barmore. I don't know how to say his last name. It's either I think it's Barmore. Defensive tackle. I think that's like two or three times in a row now I've taken an Alabama guy. Out of but, Alabama, yeah. But they play. And uh, when you have Miles Garrett, I mean, they've already got a good defensive line, but Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, sometimes you just need mass in the middle to take up space. 6'4", 310 pounds, coming out of Bama. You know he was coached right. Guy's got an endless motor. Catch that on tape. I think they just bolster that. They bolster that defensive line to help out their secondary, which is much improved. But linebackers, the weakest part of their team, I don't think they go there. I think they beef up the defensive line, although there is – there's a few other guys I had in mind, but that's who I'm going to go with. Christian Barmore. <clears throat> Ravens are on the clock here at 27, wrapping up three out of the last four picks for the AFC North. Ravens need a couple different key pieces. They've lost some things in free agency. Um, I think a lot of people probably expect them to take a wide receiver here, and it's really hard not to take one. But to be honest... I feel like they uh, they would almost be overdrafting. Let's go ahead and go out and get them. Mm. Zaven Collins out of Tulsa. A side linebacker? Yes, playing the edge there. Gosh, right now, if this was the draft and that was the 27th pick, there is one guy in the draft room that they keep going to that has somehow not been picked yet. New Orleans Saints. Ah. 
Do they still have Malcolm Jenkins? Or, uh, yeah, Malcolm Jenkins. They don't they have, have Von- Quan Alexander. They cut Quan Alexander. But they have Von Bell and... Oh, okay. <coughs> oh man. Goodness me. So many players have been picked. Um, Saints are going to take Gregory Rousseau, pass rusher, out of um, Miami. I think it was the Miami. The U. Yep. And uh, him and Jalen Phillips, both coming out of Miami, were both game wreckers down there on the edge. So I think they, they could use another edge rusher, Gregory Rousseau, for the Saints. Yeah, there's uh... – there's players here that are falling, but uh, that's how it is. That's it, how it goes. It's it's the draft. Not everybody is needed. Um, for me, this becomes the first time in Aaron Rodgers' um, NFL career the Packers will 100% take a wide receiver here in the first round. I just don't know who it is, but I I have my guesses. Um, the Packers play out in. Out in uh, Lambeau Field, it's cold. You know where else it's cold? I know Minnesota. Yeah, Rashawn Bateman. Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. He's a stud. This is a great pick for them, and I think Aaron will be very happy. Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. The Again, Bills the, are on the clock. The Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, don't need much. I don't I even think there's really anything truly that they do need other than they need someone other than Josh Allen to get tough yards. They have a kind of a running back room. They don't need a guy who can necessarily come in and do everything. And I know he's not third, fourth, maybe even fifth on some people's boards, but he played at a good school, a great school. He played in cold weather. Way Shocker here coming out of left field. They're going to draft Trey Sermon out of Ohio State. Big back. They need short down yardage. I could see the Bills even traded out of the first round. There may be better players on the overall big board. Actually, there's many players on the overall big board. But what they need is a guy they can hand the ball off to and know they're going to get three, two, three yards. And I think Trey Sermon can do that for the Bills. And he gives another element to their offense. All right, coming in for 31, and this is uh, this is a dream come true for them. The Kansas City Chiefs here drafting at 31. You know they have had uh, they've lost a few tackles this offseason from injuries, and they've caught for cap casualties. But they will take Taven Jenkins out of Oklahoma State, and they'll be happy with that. And now to the team that has the most needs in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl winners on the clock. Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl winners on the clock. They got two running backs. They got eight wide receivers, 47 in the front seven. Um, you know, I think that there's a possibility that Chris Godwin could be gone and maybe even Gronk after this year. I mean, you never know. Some some pass catchers. I think Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU is going to be the pick here. Another big body guy can learn kind of behind Mike Evans, who Tom Brady seems to love to throw to. And um, they just 
they just go for depth. They don't necessarily need this, but no matter what I said, they wouldn't really need it. So I'm going to go with Terrace Marshall Jr. And there's some uh, interesting players that were not drafted in the first round. Yeah, I'm going to butcher his name, but the linebacker out of Notre Dame, Jeremiah. Uh, I mean, the fact that he's still available is kind of crazy. Um, he's the biggest one in my opinion. Um, I think there's a, we didn't do enough interior offensive linemen, Wyatt Davis from Ohio state. And if you need a center Creed Humphrey could possibly both be there, but the one that shocked me the most, and I could not get a team that needed him is, um, Trayvon Moharig, the safety TCU. He's so good. He is so good. He, there's no way he's not getting drafted in the first round. Same thing with the Notre well, Dame. The Jags probably could have taken taken him there at 25. There's a couple teams that I thought could have taken him late. I, I thought the, the Chiefs could pair him with Tyron Matthew. The Chiefs I, need a tackle. They need a tackle so bad. I, I just When we got that late in the draft, the Saints, they have Von Bell and Michael Jenkins. Or Malcolm it, Jenkins. Yeah. The Bills have maybe the best safety tandem with Micah Hyde and uh, oh, what's his name? I forget his name already. Poyer, Jordan Poyer. The issue, the issue is, is we're doing a mock draft with no trades. Yeah. And when players start to fall, I think the first one that fell was uh, Trey Lance. Yeah, Some, he went, Somebody he, would trade up. Somebody yeah. would trade up for Trey Lance. Um. Who was another one? Uh, obviously, um, Trayvon Moharig out of TCU was, an, was one. And um, yeah, I, I just think that there's teams that are going to be willing to move. You know, Panay Swole, uh, if he falls to the Dolphins, maybe somebody, because tra- the Dolphins don't necessarily need a tackle. They're not like hung ho on a tackle. They could use one, of course, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. This was fun. Uh, what do you, uh, so, what, what so surprises different. do you have in the. Uh, in the pipe that you want to share? Oh, like for my uh, my personal mock draft? Or? Yeah, when you when you drop in those. Well, I'm going to drop those probably the day before the draft. Um, I've got it in front of me. Um, obviously, I predict trades. I've got about 26, probably about 22 picks that I'm locked in on. I'm still kind of, you know, switching here and there. But I get very excited to release that. I'll probably put it up on the Facebook page either the day before the draft or the day of, because I always like getting the responses. And, you know, I encourage all of you listening to make your own mock draft. It gets kind of fun, but it can be exhausting if you really dig into all the players and teams. And if you're going, you know, news changes every day in the NFL. So it's, I just love making them. It's so fun. I enjoy predicting things and trying to be right. And, you know, there was a few last year that, you know, I missed it. The Browns trading up, but in the second round, they still got the guy I thought they would or Grant Delpit being him. And, you know, yeah. there's so many different things that are so much fun, but um, I'll tell you what, the Bengals are not getting Jamar Chase. If there's one thing I don't want to happen, I just, I, some of you are like, well, it's because the Steelers play him. And it's like, man, they got T Higgins and Tyler boy that they got to protect Burrow. I put it up on the Facebook page. I mean, See that scar on his knee? That tells you what position they're drafting. They're protecting that boy. Get out of here. I don't know, man. I just think that it's 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 not every day that you have a situation like this occur where a, a star quarterback 
and a star receiver who were teammates, have the opportunity to land with each other again. And the player that you need the most is actually plentiful, and they can get him. I mean, right now, the Bengals are going to be drafting 37th, I believe. Okay? Here are the guys they could still get. Sammy Cosme, he's a 6'7", 300-pound offensive tackle. Okay? They could get Alex Leatherwood, a 6'6", 310-pound Alpha tackle out of Alabama. Jalen Mayfield, 6'5", 320 out of Michigan. Okay. Liam Etchenberg, 6'6", 308. Dylan Redudez out of North Dakota State, 6'6", 300. They're fine. They can get that guy. Here's all I'm saying. Later in their next round. I think Jadavion Clowney even impacts that decision. Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney twice a year. And then you've got TJ Watt twice a year. And there's so many freakish athletes that they're going to play this year. They play the Bears. That's Khalil Mack. You know, I believe the Bengals are going to draw the 49ers from the NFC East. You've got Nick Bosa and Armstrong. I just think that even when you start to look at the schedule, you're going to have all pro pass rushers every week playing against playing against the Bengals. And, you know, we drew the AFC West, which has Nick Bo- or Joey Bosa. And also has Von Miller. And I, I just, there's so, when you start to look at the, their schedule and the way they want to play, clearly they want to throw the ball. So I guess the wide receiver makes sense. But I still think there's applicable wide receivers. I get what you're saying. I agree that Panea Sewell, the gap for the next five, is smaller than Jamar Chase. But one little nugget for the listeners who are maybe anticipating the mock draft Jamar Chase will not be available at the fifth pick. So that's something I have in my mock draft. He will not even be available for the Bengals to select at number five. So we'll see how that all turns out. And uh, maybe that's why I'm so adamant that they won't take him is because in my mock, I have a little something going on at the number four spot. So we'll see if they take Jamar chase, it'll be fun to watch his highlights until the sixth pick happens. So it's it's always a fun time and nobody knows. Yeah, I'm excited. I think we uh I think we put up a pretty good first round um where we're obviously having to alter picks based off what other people are doing, which gives it more of a draft feel. Uh this was this was fun. Yes it was. All right. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh we're excited for draft week. It's coming closer. Um we have a couple of surprises up the sleeve. And uh, we'll be in touch. Hope you guys enjoy. Let us know if you're happy with who your team drafted, if you're displeased with who your team drafted, and why Brad is wrong about Jamar Chase. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you guys next time. It's been real. Have a good one, guys.